0: me be able to finish the Ironman, that my wife and my family was behind my behind me the whole time. I used to say, I need a $10,000 bike. And somebody with experience told me, you don't need a $10,000 bike, you got what you need. You got your wife behind you, that's all you need. So I did it with a $1,500 bike, uh, bread and water. That's all I did. That's how I was able to accomplish the Ironman. And it was two years, my goal, and I did it in one year.
1: It's about 6 p.m. November 29th, and I call this one Achievement's Call, and as I said, this is a chance for us to hear from people who have achieved recently, and so you don't hear a lot from me, (laughs) about me, but it's about your fellow athletes who have experienced the same thing in the races. So I'm going to start with um, Mauricio. So Mauricio, I believe we started February. Is that right, Mauricio?
0: Yeah, February this year. Yeah. February oh, yeah. this uh-huh. year.
1: And then he finished Ironman Cozumel, which is a couple weekends ago. And I, I mentioned on the post, he is actually the only athlete that I have coached in did not have to register a triathlon. We're in no sprint, no Olympic, no half Ironman distance. I have another athlete who did one Olympic, Olympic distance only. And that was it. Yeah. So uh, Mauricio, you're the only one. And what he did actually, he registered only for one mile open water swim in uh, Mission Viejo. And then the next one was a century ride, which, you know, it was not one of his goals. It became his achievement along the way as he trained. So tell me uh, Mauricio, uh, how how was your experience in uh, Ironman Cozumel? Okay. Um, how was the training give me a short uh, overview of the training and then how was the feeling finishing that uh, Ironman Cozumel what did you learn and what can you share to uh, the other athletes here in this call
0: well the training uh, believe uh, it helped me a lot on my uh, Ironman Uh, all that training that I did my body was ready for it Uh, just just uh, the next day I wasn't even sore Uh, the other thing that happened on my, on my run, on my Ironman, my, somehow my nutrition, it didn't went right because it affected my stomach. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think it was, it was three different, three or, or two different factors, not only the nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember you used to tell me, listen to your body, mm-hmm. what, what it's telling you. And the first mistake that I made, as soon as I got out of the water, I needed to go to the restroom, I needed to go pee, and I didn't win. I hold it all the way to three hours. And then that was my uh, first stop out of the bike because I needed to get refueled. So that's when I went and pee, and I didn't pee again until the end after, that was another four hours. So I think that was the, the biggest mistake I did. Uh, nutrition, I think I hydrated a lot. I, the other thing with my nutrition, I had to eat a jelly sandwich. And I believe we, I put too much salt because it was bitter. So it didn't didn't taste right. So that was another factor. But as soon as I got out of the bike, uh, I needed to go to the restroom really bad. So when I went, I couldn't pee, it was just pain. It was really painful. And then uh, my stomach, my ab started to hurt. As soon as I started running, my, my stomach didn't stop hurting the whole six hours that I did on the marathon and I felt like I needed to go pee every minute and I couldn't pee so that was one of the things that happened to me but my actually my my whole body was ready my muscles everything it just my stomach I made a few mistakes so I should have just went and peed the first time I felt like I needed to go pee Mm -hmm. but you know I I was trying to get a certain time and I was you know into the race so I thought it it would be okay but I guess that's one of the things that you gotta that I learned. If your body tell you to go pee, just go pee. You know, one minute it doesn't matter. Another thing that I learned: your nutrition, you need to like it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever liked my nutrition. I was doing it because I w- it was suggested to me to do that, but I it didn't feel like it was a meal that I wanted. So if you're doing a nutrition, you need to like it. That way, that day you enjoy the nutrition, and not just take it or force it. That's why I feel the whole training, I was forcing in the nutrition. But it wasn't, it wasn't something that my body wanted. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one of the main things that happened with my race. Uh, the training, uh, I committed myself. There was days that I didn't want to do it. Uh, my wife always pushed me, and she was tough on me to get it done. So that's one of the key factors to, my, uh, to me being able to finish that Ironman that my wife and my family was behind my, behind me the whole time. I used to say, I need a $10,000 bike. and Somebody with experience told me, you don't need a $10,000 bike, you got what you need. You got your wife behind you, that's all you need. So I did it with a $1,500 bike, uh, bread and water. That's like I did. That's how I was able to accomplish the Ironman. And it was two years my goal and I did it in one year. Thanks to the coaching from Chang and the, the guidance, and I listened and I, I always say yes to whatever she told me to do, and that's how I think I did
1: it. I was taking notes actually. Um, there was a month or maybe about six weeks when in Mauricio had to be out of town. He was in San Francisco. He did not have a bike. Was working about 10 hours, 12 hours.
0: Yeah, the, you know, at the beginning when I started training with Chang, I was unemployed, so it was easy. I had the whole time in the world to train for a month or two, and then I got employed. It became tougher, but I was able to do all those weekends, uh, the Feisty uh, Feisty Folks events. I was able to go see Claudia in San Diego and train with Claudia. I was able to do all that, but at the end, two months prior to my race, everything went down. I started working night shifts. I started working extra hours. I was out of town. So that my only access was the gym, so it was like there was obstacles coming into the race, but I did what I could do: is go to the gym and bike. sit on the bike for a couple hours or the treadmill for three hours. That's what it took. Whatever it took, I did. And
1: then just to let you guys know, um, it's 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 true that you know all these gears you don't really need it if you have heart and you have the support. Okay. When he started, he didn't even have a Garmin watch. He didn't have a wetsuit, and he didn't have a, a good, a very nice cycling shorts. And you know what? Your fifteen hundred dollar bike, mine was twelve hundred. It was fifty percent discount. Okay, so that's not what I use on mine. um I, I like that you pointed out. Listen to your body. Yes, listen to your body. It's very, very important. Even little thing. And I, I'm glad you're not sick, because that could have been worse. Something is telling you. I'm not a doctor, but it's some medical because if you're hurting and you're peeing when you're supposed to be, you know, something is happening, so I hope you're good, right?
0: The uh, second part... Um, yeah, yeah. When I was uh, on a race and feeling that pain, as soon as I stopped, it was going to go away. And I remember uh, things that you taught me, uh, if something's hurting, you slow down. So from plan A, I went to plan B and my plan B was to finish it. Um, and and I knew I knew as soon as I cross the line, my body's gonna start to heal because I'm gonna stop moving. So I just moving into the finish line with pain the whole time, six hours of pain. But that was that's what I needed to do to finish. I was there to finish, so I I wasn't gonna quit let, you know. I, so I needed to slow down to be able to finish.
1: Yes, the right thing. Um, the other one that you point out um, is the um, pick the nutrition that you like. Marisha actually advised uh, by a sports nutritionist uh, about the peanut butter and jelly, which is great because it's you know it's natural. But then, you know, something that you like. Even I myself, when I do my ultra triathlon distance, I used to I would used to like bring an entire pantry like bars. But it comes to the end, you know. Once I start tasting it, I only pick one, okay, and the rest I don't really I wasn't eating it, and then. Now, I just basically write take notes of what you like during training and apply that any anything else that you guys want to ask uh
2: Mauricio? I'll just share that that's fantastic. The guy's a beast. I love it. Good inspiration
1: great great um
2: i have to, I have to run off okay but, uh, so yeah. glad I got to hear your story. That was awesome
1: uh I'm recording it so you can hear a couple other.
2: Okay. okay, you guys so, take care. Um, have a great night. Congratulations.
1: Okay, so preferably it. it's better to have actually a real race before before Ironman because you can actually real test practice high intensity in your nutrition. So, but if it's not, it's still possible. There are things that uh, you know, things that you learn along the way as well. Okay, any other questions before we go to uh, Troy?
3: Yeah, I have a question for Maurice. Yeah, yeah. So, so Maurice, I know that's where your first Ironman, um, your first try, I, I mean the same I for Ironman next year already. So do you think back, I might miss in the beginning, you think bad you should have done one, one real race before this IM, or you think it should be okay? I mean, do you regret it that you didn't do any race before that? You, you, your question
0: is if I should have done any races before?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, now after you've done it, and I mean, thinking back, you think you would perform better if you um, do an actual race before that?
0: No, I think uh, my training, I I didn't pay for any races, Mm -hmm. but I was training, I was doing 70.3 on my own. Okay. So I was was doing the distances by myself. So, but now that I did this race, I feel more experienced. Uh, After the race, 24 hours later, I told my wife, it was just 24 hours, I could do better than that, because I knew I could do better than that if something happened with my stomach. So it, it does give you a lot of experience if you race, and if you do one race prior, it's better. It's definitely better because I know if I do another one, I think I'll do, because my goal was to do one, but if I do another one, I, I feel I could do better, yeah. 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 To answer your question, yes, you will, you will feel better because you get experience every race. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. On, on on during the training, he was. It's harder for a person to actually do your own seventy point three, just like what Mauricio has done. Even with other athletes, you know, I just I make them do practice races, and during those practice races, I actually guide them. Meaning that we treat that weak and that weekend just like we are going to treat the race that includes the nutrition the carbo load and then after that we fine-tune what we learn from there okay so the next practice race so it's harder why because he has to put his mindset like as if he's racing instead of actually having the environment around him you know just help him out get that visualization but he has to do it double work so it's harder but it's cheaper because <laughs> you don't have to drive and you know you have your own yeah you have your own area wherein you can work around okay all right troy
0: you troy, ready? i forgot to mention sure uh, after all that training on your body your nutrition what really helps and what's gonna take you to the first line in your mind so the 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 um Champion's Mind is what took me to the end. Good. That was it.
1: Champion's Mind it is. It has been on my part. I, I still listen to the Champion's Mind. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that you were not sore after the race. Yeah. All right. So Troy actually finished his first full Ironman, also Ironman Arizona. And also same thing, schedule's been tough. Yeah, especially in the middle. I remember um, I I coached Troy last uh, year for his first uh, half Ironman. It was Oceanside. He also did well. And now, Ironman Troy, it's all yours.
4: Ah, hey. hi everybody. Um, all right. So I'm as I'm as. Um, I don't think I would have been. I don't think I would be able to complete it without your help, Shay. Thank you very much. And uh, you know, um, it was my first Ironman. Um, Prior to that, a month ago, a month before IMAS, I did the uh, 7.3 IMAS as well. So the, I, I was able to uh, get a feel as far as how Arizona was, Tempe, Arizona was. Um, I believe that was in October. It was slightly warm in October. And then when no, November came for IMAS, it was, uh, it was a lot colder uh, as far as temperature-wise, as far as water. Um, my expectations um, for the race was... To finish and to enjoy it. Why it was because it was my first one. Um, what I brought to the table was is that I, I felt I was prepared um, with all the training, the miles, the lonely miles, um, <laughs> you know, from the rides, the the you know um, the long swims and and the runs. But you know, it was all worth it. Um, it was all worth it. Um, yes, I had. I think we all have the stories in regards to juggling our time with family work and, and sleep and rest recovery and all that other stuff and throughout that whole time in training my mind was just a constant it was just constantly going now um, there's times where i just had to uh, i had to say you know what? i can't do today's i can't do today's training sorry shane Let's save it for some other day i mean you know there was no pity so you know in my mind i'm like okay if i if i don't if i if i don't if I don't pass through that finish line, it's because of this. So in my mind, my, my, you know, my, it, my mindset was, you know, you know, the consequences. If you don't train, you know, the con- consequences when you do train um, the day before i um, Mike Riley came out and spoke um, and he talked about um, it has to do with, you know, the the champion's mind more like more or less, it's more of like a pep talk, but he spoke to, you know, he says, if you really want to get through that finish line, you really have to, you know, really talk to yourself. You know, you you can find you can eventually get to that finish line. No matter how hard it is, no matter you. Know, everybody's got a different story. You know, you know what you did. You know you you know your life story. You know you know what what you know what dream you want to fulfill. So that kind of stayed with me the whole time. And of course, my whole family was there to support. And uh, I had um, feisty fox and all support. All the support that you need was there. And there's of course, the 3,000 volunteer. Now now to the race. Um, pre-race, I, on Saturday, it was a, pre, a pre-swim on a Saturday. Um, I, did, I probably did like 600, 600 yards. Water was very cold. It was freezing. Um, I think it was a little colder than Bay Shore. But it was good to have that experience because you get that shock. Um, you get that feeling as if you're in, like, in a race mode. Cause everybody's there doing the same thing. You see, everybody's scared. Everybody's frightened, but you know what? It's all out. You know, you just, you just do it. You know, you've done the training. So just do it. Now race day, race day, the feelings was there. The anxiety was there. Um, the doubts were there, but then again, you just like what Mike Riley said, you just have to talk to yourself. You pep talk, pep talk to yourself. You have everybody that you know, that's there for you and just do it. Now into the swim. The swim was great. Like again you have to get you have to get through the uh, the the temperature of the water um I kept with my pace i stayed focused, and I didn't let anything bother me i got you know i got hit a little you know i got hit bumped or you know you know every so often, but I didn't let that bother me um until the very last probably two hundred meters to the to that to that to the ending um past the last buoy somebody hit me and then um, not it was by accident but then again I, I had to readjust because I, I got hit and then I, had, I felt like I need to swim a little faster and that's when I cramped up on my left leg so I cramped up and I raised my hand and then I said there was a boat right there I said you know what I need to hold on to the boat I just had a cramp and then it you know it, um, I had to you know you know let it subside for a little bit for about a good 10, 10 seconds. Um, I let that subside, and then I swam to the, to the finish, to the end, and then, um, you know, I didn't use my legs. I was mainly arms. I said, you know what? I've gone this far. I'm not going to let 200 meters let me stop me. So there enough, um, everything went well. Um, I didn't have any issues after that. I stretched it out and made sure when I got to T1, I uh, you know, I had all my salt sticks and all my nutrition. And uh, that that didn't bother. I mean, after that, I didn't have a I didn't have an issue with that. Uh, um, so I was glad that I was able to get through the swim. Um, the bike portion, bike portion was very long. It was fun. There was uh, there it, it was three loops. It was three hills that you had to conquer. Uh, like I said, my mind was just to finish and have a good time. That's what I did. I enjoyed. I kept my heart rate low. I conserved at the very beginning, like what Shang had told me, and. Um, I did it um, you know I saw my family every every loop which you know which fed me even more um, and uh, talk about peeing <laughs> I mean there was a couple of times where I see somebody you know somebody peeing while they're on their bike I'm like really <laughs> I like, I, apparently I guess that's really common I don't, I don't know but I, I guess it's common um, nutrition wise um on the bike i think i was uh i think i did pretty good i you know i used Carbopro, pro and then i used uh i used scratch salt sticks and then uh, midway point i got to my um i got to my special uh, special needs bag on the bike um um i felt like i had a whole meal there I, I think I think I was a hoarder. I think I had too much. Um, I, I had a Coke. I had <laughs> I had a Snickers bar. I had a, you know I had a sandwich. I think that was one of my issues. I think I just had too much. But then again, I'd rather have that than have nothing. Um, so otherwise, otherwise that was okay. Um, I didn't have any really issues, main issues on the bike. I stopped a couple of times. Um, you know, it took me about seven hours and then I uh, got to the uh, got to t2 to the run I didn't, I didn't think I have any issues the first 13 miles I, I, I was able to get my rhythm on on the run I got my rhythm I was doing okay and then something something I drank or something didn't mix well with what I had in my stomach whether if it was too much goo and then I had a coke or and then my stomach was just kept it just kept on churming and, and it just it just it just would, it's, I had muscle, I mean, um, stomach cramps. And then that's kind of like when I said, you know what, I'm just going to take it easy from here. I want, I want this to be a good experience. So I listened to myself. I just pretty much drank water, you know, and, and then I, you know, I pretty much, I pretty much did intervals. You know, I ran, I walked, ran and walked, you know, I was well prepared in regards to my special needs bag in the run. Um, it gets pretty cold at night. Uh, had a sweater. I didn't have I didn't have any more cramps, um, and then you know by the by you know by the 10, end of the night it was about the eleven o'clock. Before I know it, Mike Riley was there. And he was like, "Hey, he called out my name," and then he's like, hey, "You're an Iron Man," <laughs> and so it was like the best treat ever. Family was there, and uh, after that, I, you know, all the pain and everything else went away. Um, it was the best feeling. Um, you know, I was I was in tears of joy. Yeah, it was the best experience. Um, so tell you I mean tell you tell you this much it, it's not gonna be my first it's i mean it's not gonna be my last, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have plenty more oh. yeah full iron mans yeah
1: congratulations that's amazing yeah, yeah um, thank you what can you uh, tell us I think you told us already is there anything in particular that you want to share that you like learn from it um from
4: it. What I learned, like I like a lot of people tell me, um, it's your first one. Enjoy it, enjoy it, and that that is the main thing. Um, you've done all the training. Um, I mean, if you get through the swim and then the run, and then you just keep, like I said, you just keep talking to yourself. You just keep talking. You just feed yourself. That's I think that's what got me through. Um, you, you talk to people on the way. You hear their stories. You know, I. I you know i I walked or walked next to uh the deaf the deaf girl that was um you know that toward toward the, the last ten miles, and she was ready to quit and I said, no, you know let's come on I, I mean i didn't know how to communicate to her, but I said, you know let's go you know and uh helping someone somebody else somebody who else somebody else was in pain and you talk to them and hey come on, let's go I mean you know you just kind of like feed them on and you know it, it, helping each other that's what this the sport's all about you help each other out um um, just like that last ride with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, um, J- um J- Jez and, uh, um, Mauricio and, uh, you know, and, and Ron and Roy, that, that was a good 75 miles for me. And that pumped me up. I mean, we all helped each other, whether if it was high, you know, the winds or poor nutrition or whatever, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of bike you have, Mauricio. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's all, it's all heart, man. It's, uh, you know, that's, that, that. That's what gets us going.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good. Um, I, I like that you actually, what you did there, you switched to water when you were not feeling okay anymore. That was the right thing to do, okay? Um, those happen a lot of oftentimes because it's either during the train because, well, first of all, it's, your, it's the first time that you're doing the three discipline in that, all of all the three sports, okay? So your body's not used to it plus the intensity that you're putting in could be you're putting much, much more high intensity during your training. Okay. So that's one of the things that when during your training, we want to make sure that, you know, we do our best that you're actually putting as close as possible or the same intensity during uh, training. So at least you can practice those nutrition but then at the same time you know like i said it's the first time that you're doing the full distance joint but you did the right thing and plus that that you actually you know and when i was talking to you during the race strategy call i know you're just gonna want to enjoy it and i want that for you too so you did the right thing awesome um what he did about the iron man arizona 70.3 that was actually a perfect you know that's one of the things that i suggest my it's, uh, a- Another. Uh, that's perfect timing was the uh, trick or try also because it was high intensity and he could he could actually practice um those but even before he did the 70.3 he was already doing practice race for full ironman on september or early october so he was actually ready for the distance around early october okay anything uh, do you guys have any question for troy there you go selma
5: Hi Troy, sorry to bother Hi. you. I, uh, Almost. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess just because I'm hearing of all the GI distress, I just kind of had a question as to whether that had happened to you in training.
4: That never happened to me. That, so that no, hurt. never.
5: But did you ever eat that much?
4: because um, you mentioned
5: that. having a Coke, having other things. Do you, did you normally eat like that in training, or was no, it
4: I just because it was I there? Didn't. I didn't at all. Okay. Uh, I had a lot of goo. I had a lot of water during my training. And then uh, after a while, you kind of like you get this this you know you, you want a different taste in your mouth. You want something mm-hmm. sweet, and then they start offering you like M&Ms and stuff like that. And like you're like, okay, cool, I will have some of this. Oh, okay. And then, okay. yeah, I think that's kind of like what caused it. And then the mixture of the goo and it, it's 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 so thick, and then you get soda, okay, and then and then that's when you get the GI distress.
5: Okay, that was the main question.
4: All right, cool. I got one. Hey, Joe.
2: Hey, what's happening, man? Um, you say you took a lot of goo and stuff, and I had that same experience. I think because of so much caffeine inside the goo, after I think maybe three or after two or three or four, that would really ruin your stomach. It happened to me. I took too many goos uh-huh. because of the, the caffeine, probably, and then you added the Coke and all that. That could probably do. One thing I noticed for something that works for me on a long run, when you're a long bike ride, I've been taking this called something called B-Gel. Oh, okay. Right. So it, it gives you all the carbs, the sodium, and the potassium you need so you don't cramp up, and have bad uh, you know, stomach issues, minus the little less of caffeine. I, and I hold off on the goo towards maybe towards the end when I need that extra caffeine kick to finish up strong some sort. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what worked for me. Somebody turned me on to this. The packet's is a little bigger than the goo packets, but it doesn't upset my stomach. And it gives me, the, you know, the potassium, the carbs that I need for my long ride to run and then leave the goo for towards the end or when I'm like really bumping out that I need that no caffeine hit. Uh, that's what worked for me. That Maybe that'd be a good suggestion. Maybe try and let anybody down the road. Cause like I said, too much goo, too much caffeine. Can really upset his stomach if you're not used to it, and if you're not a strong coffee drinker or something like that, that yeah, that that could probably take effect.
4: Yeah. All right, great, thank you, thank you. I'll take that for an E E gel, right? Yeah, it's called E gel.
1: I agree with uh, with Joe regarding the caffeine. In terms of branding, um, so basically, because there's different uh, sources of caffeine. Okay, so not all goods have caffeine. Joe, just to let you know. So not all goose have caffeine. And another one that you want to take a look, so for example, you have goo. And then the next thing, you have salt stick. There's also salt, oh, stick yeah. caffeine, non-caffeine. And then for my infinite, I have caffeine and non-caffeine. If you really think about it, you combine that in one hour, okay? Even for just one serving, it depends. For one serving of my infinite, it's already 20 grams. Mm. If I am not aware that caffeine would affect me, I could be drinking just really like how many grams of caffeine for the entire race. Okay. So I agree with, uh, with Joe. So make sure that you basically, it doesn't matter whether powder or bars or, you know, goo, you add it all up. And that's how I look at with the uh, nutrition. It's not about the brand. It's actually the totality of the molecular levels. You go look at the entire calories, entire fluids, carbs, including that caffeine. I'm glad you pointed it out, um, Joe. Okay. Um, another thing is that if you are to take goo or some some gel like, make sure that you actually practice that during training. Okay. Um, any other question for Troy before we move ahead to Jess? Oh, okay,
3: go ahead. Yeah, question. Hey, Troy. Um, so I got a couple of friends get DNF this year at IMAS because the water was so cold. So did you know ahead of time the water was that cold, and you did anything to do to prepare yourself, or you feel it was just normal? What was your what was your thought?
4: Um, my thought was is that uh, enough enough enough. I mean, to have enough s- swim sessions at Bayshore, I mean that kind of gets you kind of prepared already, and to do that long, to do to do the um, the lengthy swims. Kind of prepares you at the same time, um, but what was I think? What helped me is to sw- is to do that pre-swim, the swim before um, IMAS, is do the fact that um, I I already knew how cold that water was going to be. So when you go into that water the following day, your mind is set. You know you, your mindset. You know you know you know it's going to be cold. Expect it. Expect it. You know. Um, you know. Listen to your body listen to your body, listen to your heart rhythm. Um, you know, you, you kind of know when you're tired or when, you know, or you just kind of, like I said, I got myself into that groove where it was this nice, steady, you know, stroke, you know, and uh, I think that's what got me. I mean, that's what, you know, you had to, you pretty much had to stay focused. And that's pretty much what got me through that swim. Um, yeah. The, I think the, the the swim before the, uh, before the actual race helped me out.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thanks.
1: Uh, even, um, did you say the day before, Troy?
4: It was a Saturday. Yeah, it was a Saturday.
1: Cool. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, Saturday or any, you know, for IMAs, they don't allow it for any jump in ahead of time. But for other races, they, you know, if it's much open, not like IMAs, uh, to jump in and just actually, you know, get the feeling of it. But if we know that your race is November, December, I suggest expect the, expect the worst. You know, just really prepare for it because uh, it can be cold. And there's no way that IMAs would actually, hey, no wetsuit. Okay. So my suggestion is just prepare for the worst um, and do the homework. All right. Um, Jez, you ready? We've only had six weeks <laughs> before um, before Cozumel. And, you know, we keep on talking. Jess you're you know come on sub 15 (laughs) so I I, because I I had an idea of where he's at and I said you know I think we can push you through to sub 14 um but we have we have it was a high intensity more of accelerated program and I had to like really get to know him first before I put him on that five or six weeks okay and he he got sub 14 for his second Ironman, it was Cozumel. Uh, before the race, he said to me, I'm excited, even though his family was not there yet. Go ahead, Jess, uh, bring it on.
3: Hey, guys, how are you? How's everybody? Hey, Troy. Hey, Mauricio. Um, uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, it was This is my second um, Ironman. And uh, the thing is, I want to put out here that no matter how hard you try, you 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 um you pra- practice this uh, you know workout for the race. There's in Ironman race. There's always a lot of variables that you don't you know you least expected it, it will happen in the race. It will happen you know. So um, there's a lot of things also that happened uh, during the race and uh, this in this race I was really. Uh, I was really uh, putting my heart and soul on this one. I was, you know, oh, uh, when I, I told uh, Coach here that, Coach, can you help me? And she gave me all these workouts, especially on the bike. That's, what the heck is this? It's, it's so hard. The run is so hard. But I said, I, I have to do this. So I, I always try my best and uh, uh, to follow whatever workout Coach gave me. And that really helped me a lot, especially on the run because uh the run was is really when you experience all those pains it will really come with the run unfortunately um before this race uh during my first race in boulder um i only did uh, one long ride and that's it so it was really a miserable race actually but this time um I was doing before Shang uh, before Coach, uh, you know, was uh, took me as an athlete. I did already a two hundred mile bike ride, and then I had a lot of eighties and seventies, and then uh, Coach here gave me some all this high intensity workout. It's mostly on the the trainer. That's what that's what I did and pushing my pushing my uh, my power. Uh, I thought my power was just one seventeen, and actually I was even going to one 190. So, you know, before the race, I was really, uh, I was really excited. That's why I told coach, "Coach, I'm really excited about this race because, you know, I know where I'm at at that time. Uh, I was trying to calculate the best scenario and also the worst scenario. The worst scenario is I'll, I'll be around 14 something. The best scenario I'll be 12. So, uh, 12 hours. So, I was really." Uh, I was, that's why I told coach I'm really excited because I want to go and race. I want to, I want to see where, where I'm at at that time. So, uh, before that, when I came on Cozumel Thursday, the wind was just freakingly strong, really, really strong. And I have a, in the hotel, I have one guy from uh, Puerto Rico. He has the same bike with me. And he said, let's go for a bike, bike, bike ride for just 20 miles. We go, Okay, Okay. So we went for a bike ride, and we went in that open space. My God, the, the it like hell broke loose. It's like you get ten miles per hour. That's all I I, I can get. It's just the constant wind, constant wind, and then the the, the, the there's also a gust of uh, um, your, uh, a gust of wind also on your side. Which uh, really puts you out of, of balance. Luckily during the race it, it, it melts down. It melts down on a Sunday. There was not a lot of uh, it. There was not a lot of uh, wind. So going back to we were together with Mauricio on the, the swim. So we were, you know, we were fist bumping. Let's go. Let's do this. So we were swimming. That's why you know if you really want to experience the best swim of your life, go to Guazamel. <laughs> the water is just so so warm and it's so clear. You are up fifty meters on the above the water you can see the bottom and you can even see the jellyfish that that stings, that stung you you will see you will see them just swimming I got a lot of jellyfish swim unfortunately and it it was the most beautiful swim and it's it the current helped. so my time was just one hour and twenty two minutes the last my first ironman was one hour and forty five minutes so there was a lot of time so, so when I look at my time when I get off the and you are not, for some reason, even though without the wetsuit, it was no wetsuit. I was not my heart rate was just one thirty. Like I was not really struggling, uh, for some reason. So when I got off the the pier, I was looking at my watch, one twenty two. I so, said, "Wow, I can do this in twelve hours." And then I went on the bike ride. And then that's when your dreams are crushed, <laughs> the bike ride, because you have you have to do three loops, and there's three, uh, 13 miles each loop, 12 or 13 miles each loop that there's just wind. And uh, you. I, I know Mauricio already also experienced that one and you can see just athlete, you know, even if you try to draft, it's like, you're not drafting. <laughs> you're not drafting because of the wind. So some athletes are just even, I saw one or 2 were just walking with their bikes, especially in the third loop. Cause it's just, the wind is just so strong. But, um, there's a lot of things I've learned on the bike. Uh, my my bike time was six hours and twenty eight minutes, but I could have done it in around five hours and uh, fifty something. If, uh, there's things that I've learned. I peed a lot on the on, on the on the bike because, for one thing, I don't want to be uh, I don't want to have a um, cramp uh, dehydration because that's what's happened to me in Boulder. I got so dehydrated that during the run I cannot even run. So I was, I keep on, my 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 focus was really my nutrition. And then on the aid station, I uh, I have water. And then at the next aid station, as you know, uh, coach said, get Gatorade, so I get Gatorade. So I, in, uh, I made an interval with water and Gatorade, water and get on top of my nutrition. So I have my own nutrition too. And then, um, and then there's the, the and also, on the what you call this one on the the, the sixty sixty mile? Um, uh, you get your your food or something.
0: Okay. Nutrition bag. Oh here, here, here.
3: yeah, you when you get your nutrition back. Um, I noticed that there's uh, a lot of people there just eating. You know, that just like nothing happened and we're just you know lying next to you. I I talked talk to one guy I say, how how long have you been here? Ah, Thirty minutes. <laughs> so like, what the heck? And uh, here's the thing that I, I, you know, I peed also four times and I always, when I pee, I I feel the peeing, I I always go to, you know, find a, you know, those port potty and always, it's almost, it's always full. So you have to wait. And then it's only on the last, in the last uh, loop, on the last pee that I, the last pee, I said, what the heck, I can pee on my trisuit. So that's when I just peed on my trisuit and then go. I could have saved a lot of time just peeing on my tri-suit. You know, so I, I forgot what I, you know, I, I know about it, but I forgot about it. I was just waiting. So in, in the bike, in the bike, like I, I lost almost, uh almost, almost wow. 25 to 30 minutes yeah. just because of those peeing and all my nutrition that I need to, I need to put back. So I realized that I need to, one thing that I need to do next time is that whatever the nutrition on the on the um, on the course I need to you know I need to practice it so that I can I will not have more time on just you know uh, loading all those uh, nutrition back and it, because it will save you time the run um, the run was the problem with my run is that I got diarrhea for some reason um, the first three miles I had shin pain started to have my shin pain so i tried to walk for a, uh, about a half i do some stretching as coach said i stretch and then uh, i walk for like a half a mile and i decided to run again um and then that's when i had diarrhea i don't know probably because i had coke and then for the last uh, so for the for probably the first uh Ten miles. I was just doing run, walk, run, walk, and I was just discouraged. Why I'm doing run, walk, run, walk? Because I um, said, "What the heck? Why am I doing just run, walk, run, walk?" So, uh, I, I that time is said, what what am I gonna do that I can just run even slow? So I remember when you know when I have my when I was uh, go running with my with my wife uh, in the rock and roll, which is walking. I was not walking but i was you know slow yet doing the small steps small steps so that's what i did so i oh why, why why can't i do that so i tried i tried to do a small steps thing and then uh focus on my cadence and yeah it, it worked so for the last probably for the last uh i was not walking for the last uh you know 15 miles i was just running but in a pretty slow pace until i reached the Reach the, the the finish line. So um, the thing, the only thing is that there was really, the first 10 miles, it was really, uh, it was hard because I have pain, shin pain. And then I have also pain on my, my thigh or something. Um, uh, and that also the heat, help, the heat also was in the first probably on the first, right Maur- Mauricio, it was hot. Uh, first uh, 10, 10 miles was pretty hot. So I had to you know, put some water on my head and it was ice water. But overall, I was, because of the bike in the last loop, uh, going back to the bike in the last loop, I was so discouraged that I know my time is not, I'm not going to make the, even I was, I was, I thought I was not going to make sub-14. Honestly, I was, I said, uh, anyway, I'll be in the 14. I was trying to calculate, uh, I will be 14 hours. So that's okay. So I slowed down on the bike on the last loop. And uh, if I, if I calculated correctly that I'll be around, you know, the 13, I could have, you know, push a little bit in the run. But you know, all in all, when I crossed the finish line, my wife said, hey, you did sub 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 14. Like, really? So you did, and yeah, yeah. You, you Coach told me, and then I look at the, also the, the results, like 13 hours and 55 minutes. Like, yeah, wow, I made it, I made it sub. So I was really happy on the, on the, although it is, I was so miserable on the run. But at least all the training that I did, especially all the high intensity that coach did, uh, it really helped. Really helped me. You know, mental mental strength is really important in an in Ironman race, especially the run. That is really when you will be tested. Um, your mental strength is, is really what's important because you're really exhausted and you're really tired during the the bike. But your mental strength will help you out. So that's all. That's my experience.
5: Good job. Congratulations.
3: Thank
1: you. Um, so, I, I was taking notes. In terms of, I know you guys mentioned about peeing a lot. Um, I wanted to add on your Yes. When your stomach is doing okay, okay, and you have a choice between water and Gatorade, or something with electrolyte, my suggestion is pick the one with electrolyte, if your oh. tummy is going okay. If you're drinking water, you will just flush it. And it's just going to go as a sweater. Right, yeah. And, and however, if you're like feeling bloated or something, it's just not going right. Then the, what, what Troy did, wherein he switched to water. Um, but then because the thing is that with the Gatorade having the electrolyte, it, hold, uh, it holds the water. It, it reduces the frequency of going to people. And I've, I've done this one in Red Bull Trans-Siberia, wherein I, I, I noticed a big difference wherein I switched from having an electrolyte to just water, and I peed like so many times within an hour. Oh! So I had that experience, and also you know, just basically reading stuff. That's one. The diarrhea—you um, could have eaten something that's not you're not. I know.
3: Yeah, probably the coke or something because I was drinking coke. Might could might be. Or uh,
1: could be if you're not used to it. Then I like also that what you mentioned about walking. If you do the math especially if you know your pace during, you know, walking, usually an average, let's say a person who runs 10 minutes per mile and start walking, it becomes 20 minutes per mile or 17 minutes per mile. So that's really like a double. So if you finish, like, let's say 30 minutes for a particular distance, when you start walking becomes one hour. And then now you start calculating, I'm not going to make it okay so what i like that you did is you start this little is it little steps yeah little steps considered as a jog or
3: it's like a jog but i was i was uh it was i was doing 12 12 minutes per mile sure, yeah. quick feet quick feet
1: okay.
2: yeah,
3: quick feet, yeah.
1: Happy feet. good good happy feet so so what what he, he did is he increased the cadence in which you mentioned
3: is that right yes yes i increased the cadence yes
1: so so that's more of um not really walk it's yeah jog happy feet like claudia said or joe said but then it's light and it's faster okay so so for everyone and it's it's one of my techniques too like when i'm getting tired i just really i just faster cadence okay and then my it, i pick up the speed it's directly proportional proportional you and your cadence is higher you have a, high, a better pace and surely it will help you out with the sheen splint heel striking uh any questions for Jess
5: hi um I just had a question because you said the run was so uh brutal like it was like really hard on you Mm -hmm. Is because you're really fast I mean you're really fast in general right but you you seem to be like an extraordinarily fast cyclist is running like not your favorite sport but then cycling is
3: yes that's true so my strength is in cycling
5: okay so I was just wondering if and so like um so I, I just wasn't sure because like I love like for me, cycling is the hardest, but then running is always like the funnest part. So yeah. I was just wondering if mentally, if I should just prepare for like, you know, the shit storm while I'm running, because I know you said it's because you're exhausted, but you also said it's not your favorite sport. So that's why I was yeah, thinking.
3: yeah. But you have to remember also uh, that longest, the longest miles is the bike, so you really have to, really have to practice on that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's the longest longest ride so if you're miserable on the bike you'll be miserable also on the run so
5: okay that's okay so there's just no breaks okay <laughs> okay all right that was mostly my question whether that was your favorite but do you enjoy running when you run
3: oh yeah i I, 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 enjoy, I actually my my pace improved because of uh coach because she mm-hmm. she always puts me in uh those um Tempo, tempo, pace, and I always go to the track, So that's where I, I practice. I improve also my VO2 max and also my mm-hmm. my lactic uh, lactic threshold. also improve, yeah, because of that one. Okay. Yeah, cool. my, because it, it, in my last, my I have a 70.3 in the Philippines, uh, like August, August of this year. Mm-hmm. My pace for the run was 13, and oh. and this one, my pace for this one is. Is a little better than in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah but needed some more miles. So,
5: yeah,
1: yeah, you cool. have improved when you started. Um, I, I wanted to ask Jess was being humble. Thank you. On, uh, in terms of the uh, the swimming, he he said one twenty two and one forty five from Colorado, because of the current. <laughs> but really, you know, that's a big gap. Okay, if you're only yeah. on current, he has him. You don't you? I really approve, Yes. Because uh, when when I first saw you had no idea of what is the right way,
3: right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and there were several like big improvements um, that I saw, especially on your.
3: That's team. true. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention that one. Yeah, because. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, my only thing is that on that and the thing is, the good thing with that with that uh, swim. I was not really freaking out. I was not out of breath. I was just focusing on my on my um, on my uh, technique, and it was faster. So that's the thing. So the technique really helped a lot. And uh, you know, that's all I did: focus on my technique.
2: So I'm noticing that your swims that you're mentioning they're all tropical water. So you prefer swimming without a wetsuit, or which one is? Press I think Matthew.
3: that is also what I've, I've noticed. Also, when I was in the Philippines, I feel so relaxed because the the water is, is so warm. And whenever I have a wetsuit, the first thing that I will notice, especially in the first five hundred meters, my my arms will uh, like it's, it will freeze up. So, and it, when it freezes up, it's harder for me to. It's harder for me to like to pull, and then I, I I'm out of breath, probably because of also with the wetsuit that is you know pressing my 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 my. Mm-hmm. Uh, stomach or something or my my chest but it, i'm so i felt so relaxed on this with no wetsuit thing that's what i noticed are you
1: wearing a sleeve, sleeve or sleeveless Jazz?
3: yeah i have a sleeveless but uh it depends also coach and i tried to do sleeveless it's better but it's yeah. just so it's just so the 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 i've i'm the type of person that I, i'm always cold Okay. Most of the time it' cold easily, so I always yeah, wear the the, the, the with a sleeve. Have,
1: uh, warm water yeah okay all right um well, for some people uh the range of mobility it's it it's affected by you know by the wetsuit, especially for people, especially for guys who have bigger upper body okay so some yeah. i I think you have a sleeveless joe some it would be much better to have a sleeveless. Which you're not really you know it's not much big of difference especially if this one is limiting i would rather have a person to have a sleeveless however if it's cold yes it helps you know yeah. big time with sleeves and i do prefer actually with sleeves
2: but well, I, I have well i think i i tried the um uh, long sleeve compared to the rocket long sleeve and i noticed that the the, the rocker long sleeve gives so much Flexibility, yeah. Yeah, flexibility in the shoulder. So I went that route just to test it out recent, uh, not too long ago to see maybe what it was. So I was having the same issue, so I ended up buying a short sleeve. But like I said, when it gets cold, like, okay, let me try something else. So I did go with that route to try it out, and I did feel the difference. Yeah, it caused a whole lot more, but uh, you do see the difference in your shoulders. Right.
1: right. So, for example, for me, uh, in Hawaii, it was, it was warm. And actually, I was concerned about me overheating, but I trained with it. I trained with it, and I also um, I wanted I wanted the help. I only have sleeves with sleeves, and I don't want to be bitten by jellyfishes. I don't want to. I, I didn't want to bother <laughs> with it for the entire ten kilometer. And I know it's gonna help out with the. It was a strong current, uh, you know. Just having that sleeves and not having without wetsuit. No one swam without wetsuit, anyways. Um, Does that help? Uh, Do you guys have any other questions from the three, from Jez, Troy, and Mauricia? Does that help you guys? Yes? No? I hope yes. (laughs) You are going to say something, TELMA?
5: Yeah, I just had one question uh, to kind of all three of you. Sorry, because it's going to be my first uh, quite a ways, Uh, but you guys all did mention uh, mental toughness. Did you guys do you guys I don't know I know it's like super personal but would you guys mind sharing what kind of helped you guys through the darker moments I know some of you guys mentioned having your family I know I'm not going to have that luxury but I know sometimes I go really deep like oh ancestors things like that I don't know if, what you guys do but could you would you guys mind sharing that like, um, did you it, feel like you couldn't do it at some point like did you honestly question quitting like or did you just feel like oh no I'm just very tired
3: in my case, um, you know, it it will all, it always happens to me on the on, on the run, and whenever that happens, I always just remember why am I here. That that's all that's all in my mind. Why am I here? So, uh, you know, whenever I, I try to answer that question, and then that's when that's when I you know I focus. I really focus. I, it, actually, in the first last ten miles of my run, most of it I was just looking down. Uh, I was just looking down. Was just focusing on you know. Why am I here? So we're just running it. And then, and the good thing is there was also music coming out from this speaker in the rope, like the, from one of the, one of the songs that I like for Eminem. Yeah, that's, it it really helps a lot. It it like pushed me or something, but that's the thing that I always do. I just, you know, why am I here? Uh, Marisha,
1: you guys want to add something?
4: Yeah, well, as far as for me, um, you know, like like I said, pretty much talk to yourself. I mean, it seems kind of funny, but yeah, you know, you have to really talk to yourself. Just tell yourself, "Hey, you know what? I've done all the training. I've, you know, I'm not the only one. I'm not, you know, all you gotta do is look around you, and people are are going through the same thing, right? So, um, you know, everybody's trying to get their their dream is becoming an Iron Man, and you're not you're not the only one. Um, like you said, you've done the training. You know and you're, you're there you know you just pretty much and and the most part i mean for me i didn't get caught up with the time um like i said it was my first one and i pretty much wanted i just wanted to enjoy it and i think that that's what kept me going is just to pretty much enjoy your first one
1: are we sure you want
0: to share something so, uh, for me uh quitting wasn't an option from day one so i was never gonna quit and the place where I did the race is just I'm from Mexico, it's my land, and I don't know if you notice I got a jaguar right there. So the land is for jaguars over there. I'm going the jungle, so I became a jaguar on my race. And uh, jaguars are good in land and water, so that's what I did.
1: Okay, um, any others? I have a quick question, it was just a really quick logistical question for those who went to I am Cozumel. How many days in advance, did you guys get there?
0: For me, it was a week, a week before. Okay. Uh, so I, it it was good because I had a chance to experience the weather. So I had good weather and bad weather, so it was good. A week is good for me. Next time, I if I ever do, I do two weeks just because it's beautiful. But a week
3: <laughs> for a vacation. <laughs> yeah, I was there. For me, I was there Thursday, before okay. the before the um, race Thursday. So I was there uh, four days before.
1: Was that enough time to acclimate
3: for you? Um, I didn't feel like acclimating because I'm probably, uh, for one thing, the only thing I was concerned was, was the, because I'm used to the heat over here in California. The one, the one thing that I was just concerned is the humidity. Fortunately, there was the humidity at, the, at that time is so low. Okay. So uh, I didn't have any problem at all yeah but if it was so humid it could have been a problem it could have been an issue okay
1: thank you yeah. i appreciate right. that you guys are did awesome and um, thanks for calling in i hope you did this one help
5: you guys yes, yes. You for sharing this story everybody be phenomenal everyone
1: thank you everyone you guys
3: thank have you. a great night thank you guys